You've heard me talk about Tacovas, the company carrying on all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. Well, longtime listener Jeremy emailed me to say, Zabe, I was on a work trip to Austin, knew about Tacovas from the podcast, stopped into the store. Next thing you know, I've got a damn good pair of boots and I'm looking sharp with a nice buzz to boot. Giddy up. Tacovas believes in Western for all. And you can feel that when you stop in one of their stores and get custom fitted for a new pair of boots. If you can't make it into the store, Tacovas delivers the most premium quality and the most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit Tacovas.com. That's T E C O V A S.com and point your toes west. And as a special opportunity for our listeners, Tacovas has said they will throw in one of their best-selling trucker hats or ball caps for free into any minimum purchase of $100 at Tacovas.com. Just use promo code ZABE, that's promo code Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, at checkout. It's a $30 value, and they sell out fast. Only at Tacovas.com. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. All right. All right, you are looking live at Interstate 20 on the way to Atlanta, Georgia. It is our post-Masters Friday Zabecast on the road. The Mobile Strike Studio is no longer. It is the Mobile Strike Rental Dodge Charger with yours truly and lead-footed Christopher (laughs) J. Broussard. The other, down. the other Chris Broussard, the no, uh, marketing no. genius behind Zabecast Industries and more, who was my patron saint to get me into Augusta this year. is He won the lottery. He actually won the lottery, didn't you? It's I a won. miracle. It's a miracle. Every year you apply, like all of us schnooks, this sucker's bet that is Augusta when they decided to say, oh, well, we should create a lottery and people can apply for free for tickets and uh, maybe you'll win. And we won't, we won't tell you what day you might go. It might be a practice round. might be Thursday. might be Friday. might be Saturday. might be Sunday. And you won first time in, what, 10 years? When do they start? Oh, I, more than that. When do they start doing this lottery? By the way, uh, the Augusta National does not need to offer this to us. Why, this is a courtesy <laughs> extended by the club. To um, the commoners. I, I think... I want to say I've definitely entered at least four or five times, but I often forget. I often forget, and this was my fourth time to Augusta. The last time, though, was way, way, way Man. back in 1992. Pre-tiger. So, yes, the year Freddie won it, but I wasn't there when he actually did win it. Now, I saw Freddie today. i got to say I'm so happy I got to see Freddie tee off on number one today. I was sitting there. I bought a chair. I was right near the ropes, right near the coolers where the starter's umbrella was with the little uh, free tees and whatnot. So, I mean, I'm sitting there listening and looking at Freddie from two feet away, and he gets up there and hits just the most buttery Mm -hmm. piss missile right down the middle. I mean, got it up to the plateau. Where, you know, you got to still hang with the big boys. I don't know how old Freddie is. Damn near 60, right? Yeah. Yeah, he hit driver. The other guys were hitting fives. Well, not every, uh, no, not five wood. I believe um, Alex, Alex hit Norin hit three wood, and he whomped it up there. Yeah. Uh, and I believe uh, somebody else was playing with him, hit it past him, a younger dude. But, but uh, still, it was so impressive to see. And Freddie is the coolest motherfucker in the world. He just owns cool when he walks on the tee, talking all with the uh, members, the green jackets. There was two green jacket guys there on that first tee. They were like old friends because he's a past champ. He was the kind of guy you want to hang around 
which was the polar opposite of the vibe that both Brooks Kepka <laughs> and Gary Woodland gave off when we saw them earlier in the day. Now, Kepka, he is in the driver's seat big time. He caught, first of all, he's playing his ass off. Let's give him that. Yeah. But also he caught the best of the weather. Best half of the day, yeah. Best half of the day. The course was gettable, and he went out, and he got it. But it just means that if he chokes, for those who are Bruce Kepka haters, then you can laugh even harder. But anyway, I digress. So, CB, thank you for inviting me. Uh, thank you to your best friend from college who had to turn down the invite. He was your first choice to take. Yes. He uh, got snared in some home issues. He called us on the way to the course. That yep. was nice We did rub say. it in a little bit. I know, but he was he was gracious. He though. backed out. He was gracious. So. And this was your first time to Augusta. Give me your first impressions. I mean, you know, I'm not going to go along the whole elevation. You can't believe how steep oh, it is. Everyone, so everyone says that. I, right. As we said at dinner, my view of this was always, if I could just go once, I'd be satisfied. And you get the taste and you got to go again. That's you all I can think. You, you just you need, you need more. Well, here's you the need thing. it. We got, I don't want to say we got robbed, but we got truncated at the end of the day because of the weather that came in. Now, we missed the last probably three. We missed Tiger and JT coming down 13. Tiger, JT, and Rom were right. one hole away. And well, those three were the, groups. Three groups. They weren't well, together. But okay. Yeah. But there was the last couple of groups. Yeah. And we missed them because the weather finally cut sh the day short. That said, we got a much better day than what Saturday is going to be. That's going to be a total shit show. And we had lovely weather for the most part. It was hot at times. Oh, yeah. But springtimey hot. And yeah. It didn't bother me that much. And we had some sun. We had some overcast early. And we had a lot of golf all the way up until about 2.30 when the first fakie stoppage of play happened right. which was only 20 minutes and then they're like oh wait never mind so yeah. half the morons left the course which was great because we went back out and it was half empty which was great and even better some dipshit corporate douche entertaining his clients left two master's chairs mm -hmm. on the 13th fairway mm -hmm. uh we rescued I, them we, we rescued res them. they're like a dog rescue because yeah. when they when the weather came the second time we're like, well, they didn't come back the first time, so someone's going to have to take these chairs. They were Somebody get will wet. take the chairs. They were going to get wet. Right. I'd blow away. By the way, I bought a chair, and it's the best $35 ever. It is a sturdy, beautifully designed, comes with a bag and the master's logo. Perfect height. Canvas chair, perfect height, folds easily, not too heavy. 35 bucks. I'm like, how are you selling it for this price? This is a $70 item yeah. in any other pro shop. So, yeah. so uh, we got we got a couple of free chairs out of it. Now we got to figure out how to get them home because we forgot we're flying home <laughs> tomorrow morning on United. Um, okay. So you got the taste, and it's not enough for you. You want to go back. What would you do the next time you go to Augusta? Because I believe you're going to go to this thing again. You know, I think the two the two highlights, I mean, for me were we sat at behind the green on 10 for yes. a good 45 minutes and seeing that iconic view that we all had what was it? When when did they finally open up the cameras to the front nine? But you know, pre pre that, the CBS well, ten coverage is on the, 10 is technically on the back. I know right, know so that, the but. the coverage used to start on the back on on Saturday afternoon. That's when you first saw it, and looking up not up ten. Well, ten ten green is such a great stage because yeah. it's lifted up, both from the fairway below approaching it. It slopes off yeah. to the left as you're approaching the green, and then in the back it slopes off as well. Yeah. But there's a natural amphitheater of hillside mm -hmm. where it's really good watching up yeah. behind the hole on the left. Right. And we found a spot right on the rope line. Yeah, right on the rope line. Where Perfect view. Perfect view of the hole. And then you can see the fairway all the way. You can see where the drives are going down the chute fairway and the, the speed mm -hmm. slot down the left. And, and it's actually kind of fun to guess well, who's ball. Well, yeah, okay, we'll get to that. 
We'll get to that. I in think a you second. owe him a million bucks on that, right? Uh, mm. I don't know about a million <laughs> bucks on that, but it, it's just such a perfect backdrop. They got a huge scoreboard up into the trees, facing the crowd on the right side of the hole as you're looking back up ten, and it's just great. So we were there for quite a bit. We saw the meat of the best players right. come through there. No oh, side note. Let's talk concessions for a second, or let's uh, talk merchandise for a second. We went into the merchandise tent at the south entrance, the fifth hole entrance, which is newer, and it's a slightly smaller one than the main one up by the front gate. It had mostly everything, but I found out not quite everything. Had all the clothes, not the home home goods and furniture. (laughs) I got a couch and a Barca lounger (laughs) that said Augusta National on it. So... We went in there, and I got a hat, I got a shirt, I got a quarter zip. Didn't need any of the above. I've got way too much all three. But in and out for 245 bucks, I considered a win. You pretty much were the same price-wise? Uh, no. I, well, I went in. I, I came out with four, sh- four shirts. Oh, you bought for some other people. Yeah, I bought for other people. Okay. I walked out with four shirts, a hat, and a, uh, a visor for okay. the wife. All right. Shockingly, Mother's, I, Mother's Day gifts. There you go. Shockingly, I bought for nobody but myself. You selfish prick. I knew that'd be the case. <laughs> hey, fuck you. They can go to Augusta buy their own stuff. Yeah. So I thought I was done for the day. But then, as we're walking around, I'm realizing a couple things. One, fat. Two, there's nowhere to sit. I mean, you can mm-hmm. plop your ass on the grass. It's beautiful grass out there mm-hmm. all over the place. But it's a little bit moist. And then... Being a fat, you have to get off the ground, which is awkward, and you know, energy and get consuming. caught on camera too. Right. So I was like, "Shit, I need one of those chairs." And I'm like, "I don't give a shit if I'm ever going to use it again. I'm I sure I will at some point. Put them in the man cave, right, somewhere down there." <laughs> uh, but uh, I said, "I don't care what they cost. I need one." And then I'm like, "Well, shoot, might as well get a master's umbrella just in case it rains today." And then. It's like, wait a minute, I need some binoculars. Because I didn't think you were allowed to bring them in. And I didn't pack any. Hell, I didn't pack a toothbrush. Moron. So I find out, thanks to you, Chris, that you're like, oh, yeah, they sell binoculars at these uh, at that little pop-up merchandise tent with the... Uh, the Bushnells. Yeah, it was like a merchandise hut behind number nine. They're Bushnell, ra- they're not rangefinder. You thought it was a rangefinder. It's actually it's, it's, it's binoculars. They're uh, 8x magnification. They have this thing called permafocus, so it's you don't have to try to focus it, which can be frustrating. They're small, they're lightweight, they're green. They've got the Masters logo on them, and they work fucking great. Mm-hmm. And for blind asses like me, I really needed them to zoom in and see who was who out in the fairway and whatnot. And when you're on number 12, it's so far away from you, you want to see... You know, what's the putt look like? And so it was very crucial to get that $59 for the binoculars. I almost fell over because I thought they were going to be 200 and some odd dollars. And I was just going to have to eat it because I needed the binox. They must be selling those things at cost. $59. You tried the binox. Yeah. Tell me that's not a quality pair of binoculars that's small and lightweight. The biggest problem with binoculars is they're so big all the time. You and know? heavy. And heavy, right. Yeah. These, These things are, light. are fucking great. 59 bucks. So that's a pro tip if you're going. Get the Masters Binox. Yeah. Even if you're like, I got binoculars at home. No, you're going to want to have these because they're really good and they're small. Okay. So we're uh, using the Binox on 10 to see where the drives go. And, you know, we're playing the game of, all right, whose ball is whose. And so one group with Rory and Tom Kim and who was the third guy with them on the group uh sam burns yeah yeah burns and they were all very close together bing 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 almost within 10 yards three in a row and so we play the game of who's the long one and so you picked the correct order you said it's rory long burns middle kim short Mm -hmm. and i had to pick a different combo even though i kind of thought your hunch would be right (laughs) and we played that game for several more groups as they came through yeah but at that point, it's getting to be 1 o'clock. We know weather is coming in, and so we're like, shit. We've got to go get we got to go see Amen Corner. I couldn't let you leave. I, I didn't want the weather to chase us 
without having gazed upon the mighty image. Well, and, and we had first time and there. We came in on five, so we went up the. We went up five, seven, eight. We were hitting all of the front nine. Five, seven, eight, nine, and then down on and ten, one. Yeah. And we watched one. A so little yeah. bit of one, yeah, yeah. So anyway, I was like, all right, we got to go down to you know see uh, number eleven. Uh, or Amen Corner 11, 12, 13. So we start descending down into the beating heart of the Augusta National Golf Club. And even though it was my fourth time, I got to say, it was boner inducing. It was like walking into a three dimensional, fully immersive painting. To see that 11th green, the bridge, is that Hogan's? bridge i forget whose bridge that is the, i don't know the the saracen bridge is on 15 see right. the bridge the arched bridge with the astroturf on it which I, I, why don't they put grass on that i know they're like well the equipment would wear it out well just for masters week put grass on it uh they uh the bridge the 12th hole the 11th green the upon on 11 race creek fuck I mean, the only, you down, not, the only you downside is you don't see anything. Uh, you can't see the 13th tee box Cause it's way at the back. all. Yeah. I mean, it's way, way, because they moved that thing back 60 yards, right? I mean, it's not 60, uh, another 30, 30, 35. Yeah, I mean, that's the only thing you don't, because you used to be able to at least see the tee box. Right. More on how 13 is playing in just a second. Tell me how you felt when we went down 11 and amen corner especially i mean it doesn't look real yeah it does not look real like and we sat there happened. we had that perfect view right behind the 12 t-box and it's i mean it it looks like it's a simple shot it's a strong <laughs> wedge i mean it, it, but the, you think well, about it, the history you think about everybody there you think about the roars that could happen yeah and and the wind and you leave it short you're in the water you leave it long you're in the in the trap, and then you're gacking it back over, thinking, or you're don't in the skull it back straw, into the yeah. water. Oh, yeah. So, you, but, uh, well, we, the pin was way left today, and so that's the easiest, safest pin to get to. And the wind, when we dead. saw it, was completely down for the most part. So, right. Finau and Spieth and Fleetwood all hit darts right in there mm-hmm. to about 10, 12 feet, and they all missed their putts. Yeah. Spieth hits everything. Too. I think Fleetwood actually hit it over, but uh, Finau and Spieth. Yeah. yeah, Spieth missed everything. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Rory sucked today. Yeah. I mean, well, it was Rory a f- really sucked. <laughs> we love him, but no, he sucked. <laughs> was a, there was a funny moment. You know, it's like I tried to keep my voice down out there, and so I was just sort of kind of talk, quiet talking next to you and turned next to you, and I was like, it's like, all right, Rory, come on, man. Let's go for it. You know, he's on 15. I was like, get home. Show us what could you do. You suck, but I love you anyway. And then I hear the woman to my right, almost behind my back, start giggling. And then she asked me, she goes, did you just say you suck, but I love you? And I go, yes, I did. I, said, I think we qualified and said he sucks today. Today, right, exactly. But I said that's exactly how I feel. Like today you suck. Mm-hmm. I mean, he missed a three-footer for par on 16. He didn't, didn't even hit the hole. After a, just an incredible, f- incredible chip from the yes. back of 16. And you think, all right, tap it in, move on, Rory. He didn't even mm, hit nope. the hole. God damn it. All right, so, um, so yeah, so amen corner. When you do go, you're going to say to yourself, wow, this is like walking into a painting. Yeah. And future reference for when we go again now that you have done enough mm-hmm. walking and you've seen enough of the course would you not agree the place to go to plop your chairs down which we now have two extra thanks to a douchebag vp at uh, bp oil in their renewables energy department uh thank you very much for that if you want your chairs back you can't get them uh, <laughs> eminent domain you left them we took them we adopted them no um i think we the, should keep the cards in them though i think the best place to plop your chairs is on the corner on the rope line between 11 green and 12 t yeah the rope line does a not quite 40 45 degree angle Mm -hmm. and you put your chair right there you have a front row seat everything happening on 11 green and you've got a front row seat looking right down the gully of guys hitting on number 12 it's it's amazing and there's a natural slope 
that hillside, yeah. even though you're kind of removed, obviously, from the 12th green, it's a phenomenal place yeah. to watch the golf. It's goosebumps. Yeah, it was goosebumps good as you sit there and, and think about who who's played that who you know and, yeah. and everything around it and you know the today of course the azaleas were all gone because it's so early but still it just it doesn't yeah there doesn't was once, real. there was once a rumor urban legend <laughs> that the the augusta national well the azaleas will bloom when we tell them <laughs> right no there was there was one i think my dad used to portray this urban myth he's like i hear Stephen, they pack them in ice to keep them from uh, blooming too early if the weather is warm before the tournament. Well, either that's just urban legend or the ice budget of Augusta has taken a severe hit because of the money they've spent on their streaming app, which yeah. I'm sure is considerable because the azaleas just were not happening. That they were gone. I don't know why. Long gone. I mean, the, maybe the wind and everything that came through last week. No, yeah. no, I think they were past bloom. Yeah, completely gone. So yeah. is there a way... This is for all the uh, arborists out there. Is there a way to chemically delay in any way, shape, or form the blooming of azaleas? Give us a call, 1-800-ZAPECAST. 1-800-JUST KIDDING. We don't have a phone number. So anyway, we uh, then, you know, so there's the first weather. So we worked our way through Amen Corner to 13 up to 14, across the 15th hole. Also, pro tip, make sure when you go to Augusta, go through the patron walkthrough on the 15th hole, which is about 100 yards from the pond because there's no other way to you know, manage traffic. They have to let people cross in about a 20-yard wide you know, corridor, and Chris and I were the last to get out the ropes because they closed the ropes off when, right, when the, when the players are coming up, they close the ropes, they, 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 they let the patrons get to the other side and then they seal it off so they can play through. We were the last ones out there before they closed the ropes behind us. And we were slow walking the (laughs) shit out of it because you're literally staring down the gullet of the f- iconic 15th Dude, hole in the middle of the fairway. You're mm. you're in the middle of the fucking fairway. It is spine-tingling. It's so awesome. Mm. With the towers in the back, you can see 16. You can see that little sliver of the water on 16 right. in the background. But, sir, do not dawdle in the <laughs> walkway. <laughs> You, you oh, were really... Oh, my hamstring. <laughs> <laughs> I pulled a hammy. <laughs> you were really pushing it. I did. Sure. I was. I did. I did push it a little bit. Yeah. But it so, was, that was... That was... Yeah. That, that view is it's not incredible. something you'll ever... Never see at so, any tournament I've ever been at. You know. So so we go... So we push our way through. And then they had the first fakey uh, horn blows. Play suspended. We started to kind of meander back off the property, but we didn't really go too far. We're like, you know what? Let's just fucking wait. Next thing you know, we hear over the loudspeakers, uh, severe weather has left the area. Play will resume in five minutes. We're like, woohoo! Everyone cheers. We go back out to 13. Half the people were gone. It was great. Uh, we put our chairs right there in the layup spot on 15, on 13. Yeah, because you get you still get the you could see the view of the guys coming around the corner and you got She'll a perfect be view coming around the corner when she comes yeah. so here's the net net on the new longer 13th hole azalea longer and ribbed for her pleasure they're still getting home in two yeah they're still getting home in two without that much difficulty unless they hit a bad drive well the t was up front but I it mean, the pin, the pin, not the tee, the pin was on the well, left the, side. Well, the pin so they'd was, still be on the green, but then if it was in the back right, yeah, I don't, yeah, that's a, I mean, they'd still get home. I don't think it would change their calculus No, as to whether to go for it. Now, you might not have as many eagles. They're having to hit driver out to that spot yeah. where they can get home, and they're having to hit longer irons in, five iron, four iron, Maybe three iron if anyone still carries a three iron. I don't know. Unless you're Bubba Watson. We'll get to him in a second. (laughs) 
even Sandy Lyle, dump-ass Sandy Lyle, who's a million years old, former champion, great guy, by the way, but just a big old tank of a Scotsman, uh, ambling around out there. He got home apparently on Thursday. Got home on 13. Driver Threewood from 242. Wow. <laughs> so it's it's just it's a little bit longer now. They just amped it up a little bit. They just amped it up a little bit. So not everybody had good enough drives to be in good position. Some guys were a little bit too low near hugging the creek, and they were kind of blocked off by the branches. Jordan. I believe Sam Burns hit it so far left, he lost his ball. He had to walk back to the tee, the walk of shame. That sucked, right? Um, Some guys were pounding it up into the pine straw on the high bank of the 13th hole. Uh, Sahith Thigala, who seems like a super nice fella, he's on the Netflix documentary, quite a bit later in the episodes. You'll see that when you get past episode one. You've only watched Chris the first episode. Seems like a super nice guy. Boy, he fucking took forever just to hit a layup shot oh. from behind a couple trees in the pine straw. It was going on and Patrick on. Patrick Reed was stomping, pacing back and forth. <laughs> Which was the only benefit. It was like, good, Patrick Reed's, Patrick Reed's pissed. Yeah. Uh, but no, it was like, it was. It took so long. And then, and then he just goes blink and he hits a little punch no shot no big deal layup and i'm like if that was home with the club you wouldn't play with that guy again no because he took like five minutes on a shot and there was another two and a half minutes prior to that where they were waiting for the green to clear where he was there able to assess the situation mm-hmm. this is why we need a fucking ready shot clock in golf it's insane ready to golf play yeah. ready to golf all right the highlight of 13 though had to be None other than Bubba Watson of the Range Goats of the Live Tour. He was seven over at the time, obviously going to be heading his way to slam the trunk and go home. And he had probably hit a branch or something because he was pretty far back, close to the creek. Way down on the creek. Just needed to hit a low punch shot to get up the fairway. Proceeds to hit a stone cold top yeah i have that shot in my bag i have that exact shot it was what just happened it wasn't even a straight top it was a damn near shank top and it went right to ray's (laughs) creek literally about 10 feet in front of him and i was laughing my ass off i don't hate bubba but it was just funny mr range goat mr oh yeah everyone loves team golf now i my daughter the other day was saying hey the four aces how come they keep winning everything the fuck she did say that don't lie all right she's not following <laughs> the four aces in the live tour but anyway that was something that was a sight to behold other guys got home without too much huffing and puffing to the point where sergio got home and when i was looking through my binox i said oh Sergio's laying up, too, because I could see he had an iron mm-hmm. that looked kind of fairly lofted, like a layup club. Well, it was no, a five iron. he's not. And he hit his five iron like most longer pros, 220. And that's what he hit into 13. Um, no water just, balls in the 13 that we saw, except for, uh, except for Bubba's. No, no, no. There was one late by, I uh, forget who it was, who took a long time deliberating on whether he was going to go for it or oh, not. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he couldn't quite get home. This is when the wind was just picking yep. up. So we were enjoying 13. At one point we said, this is great. And we looked up in the skies and we're like, I think we're going to get this in. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to, we were even taught, we were making big plans. We're like, you know what? We're going to watch the meat of these groups, the last four to five groups come Flowing right by us on 13. And then walk Rom. And then Big walk Cat, Rom in. JT, Rom, and we're going to walk Rom all the way to the house and say greatest day ever. And then a definitive cold front moved in and the temperature plunged and it got breezy. And you could tell, okay, and it's swirling, but it wasn't like Wizard of Oz dark or where you know i'm like oh my hat's blowing away none of that it was just a little gusty and then they blow the horn and we're like oh and then somebody did the wolf of wall street jordan belfort you know what not leaving i'm fucking leaving (laughs) (laughs) 
And sure enough, one by one, the marshals said, you know, the course is being evacuated this time, not just a weather delay. Uh, they're saying, you know, play's not going to resume. Then a marshal said a tree fell next to 17 across the tee box. And I said to her, and I quote, ma'am, I'm not calling you a liar, but I don't believe it. <laughs> In my best Ron Burgundy voice, I literally didn't believe it. I, no, I said, this is Augusta. I, I'm like, trees don't fall. I'm like, how come I didn't hear it? And I, and I, right. And that's the other thing. I've never seen Augusta with tree damage, especially not during the tournament. And there just wasn't seemingly enough to cause it. Well, lo and behold, when we finally got back uh, to our cars, which is car, which is a whole nother story, uh, and we check our phones, we're seeing, and we're looking at the TVs once we get to the place we were at. Thank you to, uh, by the way, uh, VIP uh, tours, I guess they call themselves. VIP services. Yeah, you're looking for the I'll card for up. the guide. Uh, Alex uh, Promenko yep. is the man who uh, hooked us up. And uh, I believe uh, Nick from Wisconsin heard us. Thank you, boys. Hooking us up with parking. The Foundry. At the Foundry, at food, Creek. drink. Shuttle bus to the course. Not a shuttle bus, though, back from the course. Uh, VIP Sports Marketing Incorporated. Uh, Alex is a partner in this, and they do VIP stuff for corporations and people with money for all kinds of sporting events. It's what they do. You know, they get packages together, you know, save your money and uh, go have a world-class event. Uh, VIP Sports Marketing Incorporated. Okay. So we could finally get back to the uh, to the little VIP restaurant place called the Foundry, where we're going to eat and drink and you know settle down. And we're watching on TV, and we see that yes, a tree has fallen at Augusta. But if a tree falls at Augusta, where no one has camera phones to document it, because you are not allowed <laughs> to have your phones on the course, which is another whole separate thing to talk about. Does it really happen? So we had heard that, okay, a tree did fall. A lot of people were commenting on it in the foundry where we were getting a bite to eat and a drink. But we didn't see the video. Then I get in the car. You weren't playing it on the loop. It wasn't on... CB starts driving. I start going to Twitter. And then I quickly come upon the video of, I guess, one of the webcast feeds, not the main feed, that had it. And holy shit. Augusta National survived an absolute catastrophe. We're talking multiple dead people. If that tree falls just a slightly different direction, and if there wasn't already enough of a depletion of fans because of the first weather delay, there would have been fans lining that tee box mm -hmm. six deep all the way around. It was two trees, it looked like. Or three, yeah, I don't know. Two or three that came down and narrowly missed several patrons. Unbelievable. And I've never seen this before. Now, did, they did have a supercell, I remember, years ago that came through. I remember there was a thunderstorm or something, and there was a big, did a you big ever cleanup. But, you know, they were out there at four in the morning. It was do, a you big ever remember, do you ever remember an entire tree? No, not like that. There's branches coming down. Neither like do I. So, several things to talk about here. First of all, oh, God, some, some of these sports writers have got to stop and think for a second before they tweet something because one of them was like, ah, how can Augusta send people out there tomorrow if they don't somehow inspect all test, the trees? Test. Test. Test, test the trees. T all 10,000 of them. T test the trees. Like, I... I'm thinking to myself, do you know how many fucking loblolly pines are there? That That's guy, the whole nature of Augusta National. 80, 100-foot, 100 120-foot loblolly pines. Like, you can't fucking test them. That's number one. Somebody else tweeted, I heard you can't test trees because they're too easily stumped. Oh. <laughs> oh, that was kind of funny. Um, the second thing is, Augusta National does not let a single blade of grass go unnoticed or unkempt. They care for everything, every living piece of foliage on that property. So they are not just letting rotting trees 
that are in poor health stay out there and go, ah, it probably won't fall during Masters Week. They don't do that, okay? So this was truly, and, it, and there was not enough rain to really soften up no. the ground at all. In fact, it barely rained at all on Saturday. It hadn't rained in several days. So I don't know what they're going to do. We're recording this on Friday night. God help me if they say tomorrow we're going to play, but we're not going to allow spectators because a tree fell and nearly killed who knows how many people. It would just so anger me because, you know what, life is not safe. It's not safe as soon as you walk out your door. It's not even safe when you stay inside your house. Here's the bottom line. Trees fall. Branches fall. Okay? And they fall wherever the trees are. They fall sometimes in storms. They fall sometimes in wind. They fall sometimes for no fucking reason whatsoever. Okay? Life is dangerous. If you're scared, if you think that Augusta has a tree epidemic where they have a bunch of rotting trees just waiting to be widowmakers, don't fucking go. Yeah. Give your badges to somebody else. I pray Augusta does not, you know, fall into this mentality of, oh, we can't do this, you know. Uh, but something tells me, CB, there's a 50-50 chance. There's Duh. something about tomorrow that they do because, remember— a lot of us counted on them oh. to be the voice of sanity during the pandemic. Did they? And they caved on that, and they ended up not having oh. patrons at the fall. Did uh, they hold masters. the patrons till they finished the first round, or the second round? Who knows? That's and 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 disaster. I mean, and what are they gonna do? Do a perfunctory check of the trees? I mean, I don't mind if they do a bullshit so-called. We, we, wow, we checked all the trees, and they're all fine, fiddle. They're strong. As can be. Not a single Whoa. one going to fall again. If they do that and proclaim it good and then move forward, I don't care. I'm fine with it, whether it's a real inspection or not. But I'll just be really pissed if they start going, ah, we can't send anybody out there. Life is dangerous. Trees fall. Okay? But the spectators, you take them away. We were talking to Alex at the Foundry before. He was out there for that those rounds during the pandemic, and he said he felt like it was he was lost. And you don't, I, the thing, that's the other thing you don't realize. Because they didn't build any of the bleachers. Well, you don't, and you also don't see how kind of tight the course is, but also open, all these open areas. And the patrons actually create the theater, like yes. especially around uh, the ninth green mm-hmm. and the 18th green. You take them away. It's just wide open. I, I don't even know, like visually, I could see the players probably having a hard time because it just, it just kind of becomes this open field. Yeah, yeah. So, anyway, disaster narrowly averted. We were not there to see it fall. Mark's safe from falling trees Mark's at Augusta. Safe. Uh, I was not leaning on it, okay? <laughs> hey, I like Tony Soprano when he said to Big Pussy, hey, stop leaning on my car before you flip it over, you fat fuck. Actually, not Big Pussy, he said it to Bobby Bacala. <laughs> he looks at Tony like, you're calling me a fat fuck. I was not leaning on the tree when it fell over. Anyway, that said, um, yeah, scary-ass situation, crazy, and, you know, what are you going to do? I, I say, you know, you gotta got to live life out there. There's too many fucking trees out there. And if, if it's not an entire tree, a good-sized branch, if it shakes free, could kill you. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, those trees are just ginormous. Now, that said... We were walking, as we're walking in, waiting in the long line to, you know, get processed and queued up to go into the property. They have these electronic scoreboards outside, or electronic message boards, pretty big, 18 by 20 feet maybe. Well, maybe a little bit less than that, whatever. Uh, and the message board says, you know, here's what you can and can't bring in. Here's the policy for the day, blah, blah, blah. They also had, and I want to take a picture of this. Digitalized. But it didn't have my fucking phone. I really wanted to take a picture. It was a long, meaty paragraph of legalese that said the Augusta National is not responsible for any misfortune or death that may occur on the property. I mean, <laughs> like, it was it was a full-blown thing right. that pretty much anticipated, hey, you could die. Don't even think about suing us. We've got good lawyers, and oh, by the way, here's our policy on dying. It was enough that I stopped and go, wow, wow. that's a very 
specific and but, robust legal disclaimer to be putting on an electronic sign as you're walking in. But the expectation is when you're walking in, death because you got drilled in the head by you know a, a, a falling lolly. Well, there's no, a lot of ways you could stinger, die. But you don't. You did like the thought of a tree coming down. To me, I didn't think about that. I was thinking well, about no. getting hit in the temple by a by a stinger off of one. You know, tiger stinger off of one. You're not paying attention. All right, let's think of all the ways to die, <laughs> Augusta. To die. <laughs> you ready? Dumb ways to die. Uh, you could catch a Bubba Watson shanked approach shot right. in the eye, cracked skull, cranial bleeding. You're dead. Mm-hmm. You could be a fat fuck who can't climb up the 18th hole, and you could die of a heart, heart attack. attack. Yep. You could be struck by lightning, yeah. even though they do issue pretty advanced warnings and they try to get everyone off the course. I got a new one. You could fall off the back of one of the grandstands, mm-hmm. which are 20, 30 feet in the air. Yeah, especially the ones on uh, 17, 18. You could slip on some wet cobblestones around some of the uh, drinking fountains mm-hmm. and crack your skull open. And die. Mm-hmm. What else? Other ways well, the to new die, one that we saw for the first. Well, this is the only time, but the first time I've ever heard of it. You could have a drone fall on your head. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So uh, uh, the drone, the drone they're using. Boy, oh boy, uh, you ain't buying that from DJI. No. That is no consumer drone. I got my binoculars trained above it. It was hovering above the thirteenth hole, and it had a big ass camera on it, with of course a live. RF, 4K, high-definition feed. So a lot of equipment on that drone. It was a big old drone, and it flew in a way that I was like, wow, that's an advanced drone right there. And just kind of kept coming up from behind the trees on 13, taking a couple views, and then it would go back. I'm like, what a toy. God, Mm -hmm. I'd love to have one of those. So here's a couple things that could make, well, I don't know if it would make Augusta better or not. It's very minimalist. It's very hard when you're there to know who the fuck is leading, who's doing what. Uh, the phone thing has been relinquished by every other major golf tournament in the world, every other major golf league in the world, including the Live Tour, Golf But Louder. It's allowed on PGA Tour events. You can bring your phones in. The U.S. Open, I think, is relented, and I believe the PGA is relented. I think the British Open as well. Why not the Masters? Well, because they I, can. They can I, say... Guess what? No phones. You don't like it. Stay the fuck home. What if they allowed phones? Okay, the positives. You can text your buddy. We're mm-hmm. down on 13. Come meet us in 30 minutes. Great. Right. You can take a sneaky little picture. Hey, look at me. Right next to Bubba Watson after he dunked it in the water from 10 <laughs> feet away, and he looks super mad. Now the negatives. People would inevitably be wanting to play the Masters app with the live feed. Yeah. And they wouldn't have headphones, and you would hear the noise bleeding through. You would also, mm-hmm. as a negative, spend way too much time looking at your phone. Yeah. This was a whole day of a glorious old school, hey, there's downtime. Talk to somebody. Oh, which we had you did, tons Chris, of con- great conversations with people. Quite a bit. Uh, you can read the very in-depth uh, uh, patron's pamphlet of information. Uh, and uh, familiarize yourself with some facts about the club and the tournament. You could look up into the trees and try to spot a bird, which I'm not sure they have, but they have bird noises, which may or may not be speakers and planted in the trees. Maybe that's why the tree fell. I don't know. <laughs> um, I think phones would in some ways ruin it. I, I think there's an argument to go to digital video scoreboards. No. On the property itself, no. with no sound, that will show you highlights of great mm. shots and do a better job of updating the stats of who's doing what, when, where, and how. I know you're saying no about that. Okay. I think that's like take that's like putting a digital scoreboard on the green monster. I know. No. But here's the thing. Augusta is embracing digital big time with its app yeah. and its data. Do you know that our tickets, not even badges, by the way. We don't even know stinking badges. Our tickets, which were paper tickets that they mailed to you, mm-hmm. had RFID chips in the paper tickets. We knew this because they scanned our ticket 
without a QR code optical scanner, it they Just pressed stop. it. They pressed it against an RFID scanner when we came in the club. And I just read a tweet that said, they know everywhere we were with our specific tickets all day because of the RFID badge. Mm. How about them apples? Well, how awesome so, would that be able to download that map? Of where we went? Here's your day at Augusta. And, of course, Chris and I both, well, I forgot my Apple Watch back in Virginia. Uh, Chris didn't bring his Apple Watch because he was afraid that they would say, Sir, that's an electronic <laughs> device is not approved. Although, you're allowed to bring those in because tons of people had them. Yeah. We have no idea how many steps we walked. But it was a shit ton. Yeah. Oh, Lord, was it a lot. Um, we also walked back from the shuttle bus to take us to the foundry because <laughs> there was a line 100 people deep for the shuttle bus. It was raining. And the shuttle buses, at least the one we took over, well, was, held 12 people. It was gridlock. It, it, and there, it was also so gridlock. Yeah. So some dipshit says, my Apple Watch and Apple Maps says it's only 1.7 miles. And we're like, yeah, we could do 1.7. And there's where the narrator comes, comes in. And goes, no, yeah, right. And, then, and it wasn't 1.7 miles. <laughs> put the SpongeBob graphic on the screen that says, Three and a half miles later, <laughs> it was a punishing walk Yeah, back home. But we made it. It was great. We got three quarters of an amazing day. And, I'd, uh, put it at, I'd put it at more than three quarters. Five-eighths. Five-eighths. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Uh, we got two free chairs. Uh, we're probably going to have to pay to check the chairs, so... They'll end up costing us money anyway, but we got the chairs, which was good. Got to, see just about, got to see just about everybody that we wanted to see, minus Tiger, JT, and Rom, which was unfortunate. We saw almost all the golf courses, a couple holes we kind of missed, but that's okay. We caught most of the good ones. We got some really good up-close action with some of the players, some name players. We had, as well. uh, how many celebrity sightings? None. Well, oh, of you. I, I got oh, recognized. Oh, we got big timed twice, right? You big timed twice. People come up. I think I it got, was. I got recognized three times. Three times, yeah. And I was wow. really not wearing a lot of gear that would say, except "Hey," for the, except for the big Zabecast hat. But well, you know, <laughs> <laughs> yes, I was. But it's a. Uh, it was nice to be recognized three times. Mm -hmm. It was nice, but um, great time. Uh, you want to go back? Yeah. So I would I say would, summary. Summary would be first time. Walk the entire course. You've got to see it all. Second time back, go pick your spots and take yeah. it in. I was talking about this with you saying, if I could design a perfect master's trip for four to eight guys, no more than four or eight, 12 would be, no, you're just going to be annoyed. Four guys, eight guys max. Here's how I would design it. You get tickets to Wednesday's practice round and par three. Par three is wonderful, whimsical. The par three course is lovely. You can bring your camera, bring your phone, and cameras Wednesday. Mm -hmm. Get autographs as well in certain specified areas on Wednesday. Although if you're a grown-ass man, you shouldn't be getting an autograph. <laughs> Wednesday is great. You go to the tournament Wednesday for practice round, get all your pictures, see the par three contest. Okay, get a lay of the land, maybe buy some shit at the merch the ten mm -hmm. buy a chair make sure to buy yes. a chair buy a chair buy the binoculars okay people um you're, you're you're not there to save money you're there to have an experience all right buy them and then thursday literally get up in the middle of the night if you have to to be one of the first people at the gate in the dark waiting to get in the front gate not the back gate you gotta get in the front gate so you can get to see the ceremonial first starters now it'll be diminished when sadly someday Jack Nicholas and Gary Player are not there. But that's a special moment. You then see the ceremonial first D guys. You're there all day Thursday. You get a full run of the tournament. Then, as part of your four guy or eight guy golf trip, you arrange to be able to play a decent golf course in the area within a one hour, maybe even two hour radius. Or you could even theoretically go back to Atlanta like we are, two and a half hours. A little bit of a long trip, but mm -hmm. still, you could theoretically yeah. go back to Atlanta, 
You could stay in Atlanta on Saturday, on, on Friday and Saturday, play golf in the morning somewhere nice on Friday and Saturday, and then go somewhere to watch a watch the Masters on TV with your boys and drink, have a good time. Friday afternoon, evening, Saturday afternoon, evening. So two rounds of golf. You watch on TV Friday, Saturday, Sunday. You get tickets to go back, and then you make sure you're there on 18 as the winner <laughs> puts out because that's a special moment. That's to me the perfect ultimate master's trip retail price (laughs) (laughs) why if you have to ask yeah let me put it this way do you know what a hyundai elantra costs (laughs) (laughs) take one of those maybe add a little bit as well because i'm not even talking about hotel airfare everything else well, a guy can dream, right? Yeah. All right, CB, that'll do it for the uh, car cast. How many miles to Atlanta? 16 miles. Thank God. 16 minutes, 14 miles. 16 minutes, 14 miles. Wish us luck as we duct tape up these uh, these master's chairs into a bundle and check them at the United Counter <laughs> tomorrow. And wish me luck as I amble onto the plane with my master's umbrella like Charlie fucking Chaplin. 54 inches. Now, according to the website, my wife sent me the link. She goes, no, nope, United says you're allowed to bring an umbrella on. As long as it fits in the overhead. Not we a weapon. See. All right. Thanks for listening, folks, and we will see you next week. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.